Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, July 1st. And what an end to June we had on Thursday. The month of July is just going to be absolutely bonkers if June 30th was any indication. Do you guys remember earlier in the week I started the podcast with a song, Kenny Rogers? You got to know when to hold him. Know when to fold him. Oh, yeah. Kyrie Irving caving. Do you remember that? That was fun. I like singing. You know, I do it on TV sometimes. Whatever. Um, I feel like I should start this podcast with a great song from the 90s. One of my favorite rap songs. Probably still a top 20 all-time rap song for me. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. You guys know that song, obviously. I mean, I don't need to sing old Puff Daddy and Biggie, but that's a classic, an all-time great. Um, if you want to get like pregame, you know, you, you get your friends over before you go out for the night, all about the Benjamins comes on. Everybody's got the shoulders sh- shimmy, got the head bobbing. Uh, and listen, 
That is the beginning of this podcast. No, we're not starting with Kevin Durant. I think it's bigger than Kevin Durant. I know he's a massive basketball player, one of the top 20 players in the history of the sport, but we've got to start with what happened in college football on Thursday, a seismic shift. USC and UCLA ditching the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten. And everybody's throwing maps at me and laughing about how this is stupid and silly. And, well, folks, I don't know if you haven't been paying attention to college football, but have you seen how silly it's gotten? They go from that wacky bowl game formula and scrap it and say, oh, we'll do a 14 playoff. Four is not enough. Eventually, we'll get eight or 16. Then there's the whole transfer portal, which is just absolutely bonkers the last couple of years. And then you want to talk nuttiness. NIL is off the hook and is cannot be contained. We've done podcasts on it if you want to go look, at them, look them up. I love chaos. You guys know that. Chaos is great for my business. My business is talking sports. Chaos is good for business. And it is very clear that USC and UCLA, it's all about the Benjamins. They're going to the Big Ten where they can make a ton more money than they were making. I saw this number. I I, I don't know if it's a thousand percent accurate, but because of TV deals, because of TV markets, right? I saw a number that Vanderbilt is making $80 million thanks to SEC football. And Northwestern is around $80 million for Big Ten football. The number I saw for USC, because the Pac-12 network has been a debacle, because even though they're in a great market, it doesn't play nationally. They're just not as relevant in the Pac-12. USC, low $30 million figure. So they're leaving a lot of money on the table. So because it is all about the Benjamins in college football, right? USC and UCLA say, we're out. Sure, let's get the hell out of here. Let's go to the Big Ten. And one of my favorite nuggets from this entire saga was this chatter behind the scenes has been going on for two and a half months. USC and UCLA were being courted by the Big Ten for over two months. Not one reporter had a whiff of it. Nothing. Zero was out there. No blog, no insider, no, 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 no guy with source material. I heard this from my dad's cat's sister. None of that nonsense. Nothing got out. All of, a te- all of a sudden, the Big 12 on Thursday, completely blindsided. They got a new commissioner like yesterday. And now the conference is basically blown up at the second he walked in the door. They're gone. And it seems like the remainder of the... Pac-12, you know, Oregon State, Arizona State, uh, Cal, Stanford, those those schools, they will join forces with the rest of the Big 12 leftovers. Because remember last year, Oklahoma and Texas, they bolted for the SEC. So I joked, you guys know, um, I, I play pickup hoops on a, on a hoops team as well with Dane Chris, the former Notre Dame quarterback. So we've become buddies. I saw him at the gym Thursday. And um, obviously we're texting about this. And I joked to him, that the rest of the Pac-12 and the rest of the Big 12 basically is the mutants at table nine from The Wedding Singer, just a classic line that the un- unwanted, they can just join forces. And that's kind of what's going to happen. Now, there is a tiny chance that a school like Oregon with Nike backing could maybe find its way to, I don't know, the ACC or something crazy like that. But again, it is, and again, I know you guys are saying, you're listening, and if you're not a huge college football, you're like, why is this happening? And it's about, all about the Benjamins. It's money. These schools are going to print money. As a matter of fact, okay, 
the TV negotiations had happened, and Fox has half of the Big Ten. CBS was expected to take some because they lost the CBS uh, SEC game of the week. Remember how Vern Lundquist used to call that? It was great. That's gone. That's over. ESPN got it. CBS was expected to take some of the Big Ten, and then like Amazon, ESPN, NBC, they were going to get the scraps, you know, like Indiana versus Wisconsin or, or, or so whatever, whatever the matchups were. According to one of these media outlets, Apple TV, right after it was announced that USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten, Apple said, hey, hey, we want to come back to the negotiation table. We want to get in the bidding with Amazon, ESPN, and NBC for some games. It's all about money. It's basically a land grab. And if you can get good brands in your conference, boom, in good markets, boom, you're printing printing money. Now, UCLA was basically the foundation of the Pac-12. They've been there for almost 80 or 90 years. You know, they've called the Pac-12 the Conference of Champions. This is a devastating blow, losing UCLA and USC. I know some people are going to say, well, what about the Rose Bowl? Guys, I hate to break it to you. You know, the Rose Bowl hasn't really been that relevant for a couple of years. Yes, it's a big game on that day and the pageantry matters. It's over. Everything changes. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing. My dad loves that quote. I've mentioned that many times on this podcast over the last, is this year three, two or three, whatever it is. And nothing lasts forever is really true. I'll, I'll, I'll remind you guys. Big East basketball. Was there anything better in the 80s and 90s? No. In college basketball, the Big East ruled. ACC was always second banana. The Big Ten, Pac-12, they were all great. But the Big East was where the action was at. Now, I was in the middle of it. You know, I was there uh, with Georgetown was a power, Syracuse. It was like incredible. Best basketball in the country. Well, guess what? Money talks and college basketball doesn't matter as much as college football. And boom, everybody starts leaving and the Big East is no mas. I mean, it still exists, but it's like... Marquette, Villanova, there's really, it's just not what it was in the 90s. Now, I still like Big East hoops. I still like the Big East tournament. I still gamble on Big East basketball. But it's just not what it once was. And nothing really is the same. And I did ask a couple of other people. I asked Dane about it also. But a couple other people I know from Notre Dame who are still connected. They donate to the university. Kind of plugged in. Like, what what does this do for Notre Dame? Okay? Like, what happens to the Fighting Irish. Do they finally cave? Now, I know they're kind of in the ACC, but let's be realistic. Notre Dame does not want to share its money, right? At the end of the year, you've got to share with the conference. So Alabama, despite dominating, has to share that TV revenue, right? Alabama has to split it with the the dregs of the league, Ole Miss or who, whoever, whereas Notre Dame, at the end of the year, doesn't have to share anything. And part of that is because Notre Dame does not want to be like a regional brand, Right? Alabama, you think SEC, you think Deep South college football, boom. That's what you think of Alabama. Nobody in California, they don't think about Alabama. They're irrelevant. Notre Dame now, huge in New York, right? You got the Subway Notre Dame fans. They try to get a, a game there every year, Yankee Stadium sometimes. In the Midwest, Notre Dame is big. Notre Dame also comes west to play. It is a great university. Notre Dame is a national brand. They don't want to be regional. When you get locked in a conference... You're in the ACC. Well, so you're along, you mean you're with like Clemson, NC State, and those guys? Oh, Notre Dame does not want that at all. And historically, they've not really wanted to be part of the Big Ten. But at this point, we're getting to money that I don't know if Notre Dame's going to be able to turn it down. Now, 
Notre Dame makes more sense to the Big Ten than the SEC, obviously. Uh, you know, obviously a more of a regional fit because they're smack dab in the middle of Big Ten country. But also, you know, academically, and this is not a knock. I know Vanderbilt's in, in the SEC. I got a buddy who went to Vanderbilt who lo- loves the Commodores. Well, let's be realistic. Notre Dame is a different academic institution than the football powers of the SEC. That's just, that's a reality, okay? And I don't think, I can't see Notre Dame going to the SEC. I, I absolutely cannot. But ultimately, the way this shakes out is a lot of people feel like ultimately we're going to see the equivalent of an NFC and an AFC in college football. Whether that's 56 teams, 64, I don't, I don't know the number. Nobody does. Hell, Lincoln Riley went from the Big 12 to the Pac-12 to the Big 10 in seven months. Nobody has any clue what's coming. Nobody. By the way, that Lincoln Riley thing is true. He left Oklahoma seven months ago to go to USC, and now he's going to the Big Ten. Now, the Big Ten thing doesn't happen until 2024, but that's funny. Come on. And I know I reminded you guys of Big East basketball. Well, hell, think about college football in the 80s. Do you remember who ruled the roost? Can I say that? Ruled? That sounds very old. Florida Gators, Miami Hurricanes, FSU. They were college football. I know Michigan had a good run and Nebraska was powerful, but it was all about the hurricane. I mean, Notre Dame was good. Ricky Waters, Rocket Ishmael. I mean, yeah, they they were really good teams. But by and large, every week, it was the Tomahawk Chop in in Tallahassee, Dope Campbell, the Miami Hurricanes, all about the U, and the Florida Gators, Danny Werfel and Steve Spurrier just dominating. I saw a stat that those three schools had a combined five players drafted in 2022, the lowest since 1971. That is over 50 years. That shows you how down Florida, Miami, and FSU are. Things change. Everything is cyclical, guys. Everything. I mean, you want to go back to the 19... Was it the 1950s? Like, horse racing was massive. Boxing was humongous. And and baseball. Like, those were the biggest three sports in America. By, By a mile. They were the biggest. And, you know, here we are in 2022, and it's... NFL, college football, NBA, hockey, eh, baseball, World Series, soccer. You know I'm a soccer guy, obviously. But uh, college football is changing. I personally love it. I think this is great for the sport. Again, great for what we do here in in podcasting. I thought about having a guest. We'll probably have one next week as the after the dust clears. But I, I, I'm sorry, I just love this. I don't. I, I all the UCLA fans I text some buddies and the USC fans I know. Everybody kind of likes this. They're getting a little nostalgic and wistful for what the conference was. And I'm sure Bill Walton is like crying somewhere. But ultimately, this is good for everybody. The schools make more money, right? If you're signing an NIL bill and you're a kid, you can ask for more money. Hey, I'm in the Big Ten. I'm playing way more football with highly visible games. Nobody had nobody had the Pac-12 network. I have it out here, but I couldn't even tell you what number channel it is. I'm just scrolling through looking for games. That's all I do for that. I don't even know where it is. So good. everybody pretty much wins. I guess if you really want to get deep into the weeds, the losers are like the softball team, which I don't know how, you know, Stanford, uh, not Stanford, but like USC softball is going to now have to travel to play Rutgers. Are you really traveling across the country for a softball game? I, I don't know how that's going to work. A swim meet? Like I, it, it this track, 
lacrosse. Like, I, I have no idea how this stuff works. Hell, I don't even know if UCLA has a lacrosse team. I know they have a gymnastics team because my daughter's a big fan. Um, but college sports is changing, I think, for the better. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Now, I know normally we would lead with the NBA, but we've been doing a lot of NBA, so I wanted to lead with the college football just because, you know, being out here in L.A., losing USC and UCLA to the Big Ten felt big. In reality, in the moment, because it's happening now, Kevin Durant demanding a trade out of Brooklyn is bigger than a college football move that's happening in 2024. So, I want to be clear here. I have been a Kevin Durant defender for years. I defended him when he left OKC and went to the Warriors. I stood by it vociferously. It was the hard move. The easy move is to stay home. There's some biblical overtones to this. You know, anybody could stay home and stay in their town that they grew up in or where they were drafted and play out their career there and have a lot of success and everybody loves you and they own your jersey and they never say anything negative about you because they're just happy you're there. The tough move is to leave town, strike out on your own, go away from the people that love you and take a chance out there in the cold, hard world because it is hard out there. It's cold. It's a cold world. You guys know this. Kevin Durant took the hard way out. The second he left OKC for Golden State, 29 teams and their fan bases hated him. You stay at OKC, everybody likes you. Every Kevin Durant just embraced that villain role, and I defended him for years. And he won two finals MVPs. The great, they were the unstoppable 16-1 and one in the playoffs, the greatest team in NBA history. Yes, better than Jordan's Bulls. Stop. They were 100%. Don't argue with me on that. And then Kevin Durant gets hurt in the Raptors series. They end up losing. Clay goes down. And Kevin Durant makes, at the time, what I thought was a horrible decision. He left Steph Curry to go play with Kyrie Irving. Missed the first year. Second year, Kyrie Irving gets hurt in the playoffs, as he normally does. Kevin Durant's toe is on the line against the Bucs. They end up losing the series in the second round. Third season, COVID year. Kyrie Irving injured. Kyrie Irving AWOL. James Harden. I, we don't even <laughs> James Harden. I don't. Even, we don't even need to rehash that. And they get swept. This is key. They got swept in the first round by the Boston Celtics. And you guys remember, I DM with Kevin Durant as the Warriors were ascending. I told you about it on this pod. He will respond to your DMs on IG. And Kevin Durant instantly told me, you know, when I started saying, boy, if the Warriors win the championship, oh boy, KD, oof, that's just, that's going to be rough. And I tagged him. He said, what's my narrative if the Celtics win and the Warriors lose? I said, ooh, that's good. And I used it. And then I used it on Cowherd Show, and it kind of became a thing. It got picked up by a bunch of places. But the Celtics didn't win. <laughs> and the Warriors going to win the title. Steph Curry's crying. Folks, Steph Curry broke Kevin Durant. That's what happened when Curry won the championship. He won finals MVP. He proved we won the chip before KD. 
We won the chip with KD. Now we won it after KD. Steph Curry's NBA Finals MVP broke Durant. I'm not saying Durant's fragile, but mentally he was cooked. Let's be real. I'm sure he's happy for a couple guys in Golden State, but you know it had to chap his ass that the Warriors went and won without him. Not only that, they beat a team that swept Durant and Kyrie in the first round. KD and Kyrie got swept by Boston, and then the Warriors, with Clay coming off injuries, Draymond being nothing, Jordan friggin' Poole, and then Steph Curry beat those same Celtics. Then Kyrie pulls his stunt, and it was clear Kevin Durant's like, well, they're not going to pay Kyrie Irving. He's going to be gone. What am I doing here? And he went to the owner of the Nets on Thursday and said, I would like to be traded. So I can't say I'm surprised. I just think it's a bit of a weak move. And again, I've been a Durant defender. Guys, he went to the Nets and said, the two teams I'd like to be traded to, or the two teams at the top of my list that interest me the most are Phoenix and Miami. The number one seed in each conference last year. KD, listen, man, I've defended you forever. This is bordering on the indefensible. Now, I, I get it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar demanded a trade back in the day from the Bucks. Get me out of here. I want to go to the Lakers. Charles Barkley, who, thank goodness TNT's not on right now, would be just committing murder against Kevin Durant on television. Charles Barkley was in Philly, demanded a trade. Wanted a contender. Got Phoenix. Got the MVP. Got to the finals. Lost to Jordan. A couple years, few years later, demanded a trade again. I want to go to a contender. We're dead. We're cooked. Goes to Houston. They can't even get to the finals. Folks. Stars do this. They demand trades. Earlier in the week, I went down the list of stars who have demanded trades and gotten it. Everybody gets what they want. James Harden, twice in the last year? Paul George got what he wanted. Kyrie Irving demanded out of Cleveland. Jimmy Butler demanded out of Minnesota. Got it. Ben Simmons demanded out. Anthony Davis. Kawhi Leonard. <coughs> the list is endless. You want out, you get out. Kevin Durant's going to get out. I, don't, I, I see some stuff... Like, oh, uh, maybe the Nets should not trade Durant. They have him on the books for four more years. Don't be dumb. That's not how it works. You're getting less and less with every passing year. Durant's still 34. I don't know if he's at the height of his powers, but he's close. He's a spectacular basketball player. <clears throat> I think he's probably got one or two more prime seasons left. The thing that worries me, and it should worry any fan of a team that's interested in acquiring Kevin Durant is look at the amount of games he's played in the last couple of years. <coughs> Since the Achilles injury against the Raptors, Kevin Durant missed an entire season, came back and played a mere 32 games. Oh, sorry. He appeared in 35 games. This year he played in 55 games. That's it. He hasn't played a lot. Is he going to be able to hold up for four more years of his deal? Are you kidding me? No, of course not. Now, how's he going to age? Like, his game translates, but I I don't think he's going to be nearly the dominant player that, that people are expecting. But he's still got another prime year or two, at least, right? At least. And just to point out how bad and how much of an epic disaster, we're talking Hindenburg style in Brooklyn, Kyrie and KD were. Over the last three years, the Nets played 247 games. They had Durant and Kyrie Irving on together on the court together for 58 of those games. That's 23%. Kevin Durant followed Kyrie Irving. 
kind of off of a cliff, Thelma and Louise style. But he didn't know he was getting in the car, you know? It's sad. I mean, we're talking about a guy in Kevin Durant, a historically great player, follows Kyrie to Brooklyn, and it is an epic fail, as the kids say. I mean, just a total disaster. And I'm upset for Kevin Durant because, like, you didn't need to go through this, dude. Even if you wanted to leave the Warriors, I mean, tough, but why on earth? Why would you follow Kyrie Irving? And now, after the Kevin Durant news breaks Thursday, Brian Windhorst, quasi-regular, quarterly guest? No, we've had him on the, on the podcast several times. Brian Windhorst goes and says, Kyrie Irving is doing everything. He's focused on getting to the Lakers. And that's partially because nobody else wants him. Nobody. There's zero market for Kyrie Irving. And what's even worse is if some GM coach owner are like, oh, let's take a chance. We could we could coach him up. We'll get Kyrie out there. Like, he hasn't been motivated to play at the end in Cleveland. Remember walking out on Ty Lue practices, throwing the ball and saying it's LeBron's team? He wasn't motivated in Boston. He wouldn't even sit on the bench in Game 7. And he know he wasn't motivated in Brooklyn because he wasn't getting what he wanted. Like, I'm not going to get the vax. This is a guy who got his buddy DeAndre Jordan over to the Nets, fired the coach, demanded they start Jordan. They, they end up booting Jared Allen, which is a huge gift to Cleveland. I mean, everything Kyrie Irving has basically tried to do in Brooklyn has failed. Everything. They input the coach, Steve Nash. Irving treats him like garbage. I told the story that got, again, you know, this got some pickup because it hasn't been anywhere else, about he made Nash wait in the rain for about 30 minutes after, after he invited Nash to his house to meet him after Nash was named coach. Made him wait in the rain, would not answer the door, pretending like he couldn't hear it. Just disaster. The guy's a train wreck. I feel kind of bad for Nash because now he's got to be there and we have no idea what the Nets are going to look like next year. None. I mean, I know Kyrie's on the books, but do you expect him to show up and play? Really? Do you? I I don't think he could be counted on. I saw a funny joke that the movie The Irishman had more minutes than the Nets got from Kyrie, Durant, and James Harden together. It's kind of funny. I haven't seen The Irishman too long. I saw that it was like four hours. I'm like, no. It was four hours. Well, hell, we've barely been able to watch Stranger Things and get caught up before the new season starts July 4th. At any rate... Kevin Durant demands a trade, beating Kyrie to the punch, you know, because Kyrie's gone next year. He's not coming back. He didn't get what he wanted. He's like the Joker in Batman, the Joker with Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, where he just wants to blow up everything and just just destroy everything. That's what Kyrie wants to do. I'm not going to get my way. I'm going to act like a sixth grader, a six-year-old, and just pout and kick and stomp until I get what I want. You know, the kid who's on the ground at McDonald's throwing a temper tantrum because he didn't get the Happy Meal, and then the parents cave and get him the Happy Meal. And oh, by the way, the parents then give him the phone to play with at lunch, you know? I'm sorry, I'm the dad who grabs a kid up and spanks him right there. Get out. Don't give me this garbage. That's what Kyrie Irving is doing. It's embarrassing. I feel bad for the Nets. So now you're looking at, well, where can you unload Kyrie? Because honestly, you could say all you want. Hey, trade him to Orlando. Why don't, why don't the Raptors take a chance? He may not play for any of them. He just say, I'm not doing it. So it's basically Lakers or bust. I don't like the idea of Kyrie to the Lakers. I, I, it's going to be tough for me to root for him. 
It will not end with a championship. I'll tell you a thousand percent. I will bet against it every chance I get. It'd be a bad move for LeBron, obviously. Kyrie will be injured. He'll take games off. He'll be an absolute train wreck with Jeannie Buss and company. I mean, Jeannie should put her foot down and say, no, we're not getting in the Kyrie Irving business. Sorry. No, thank you. I, I don't need that. Rob Palinka, is that what you want at the end of your resume with the Lakers? So it just feels like nothing will go right for Kyrie Irving with the Lakers. I would say no personally if I'm the Lakers. And now you're like, well, Jay, what do you got? Where is Kevin Durant going? I got a couple good questions, and you guys do hit me with the questions on the DMs on Instagram, and then you hit me up on Twitter. Did Kevin Durant quit on the Nets? And I had to let that marinate for a moment and say, okay, did Kevin Durant quit by asking for a trade? Well, I don't think Kevin Durant was ever wedded to the Nets. I think he was wedded to Kyrie Irving. That's what he was there for. He wasn't there for the Nets. He doesn't care about the, the, the organization. He never did. He was there to play with his buddy, Kyrie Irving. So it, it, I don't think he quit on the Nets. This isn't like Paul George demanding out of Indiana. Paul George, they tried to build a winner around him. It, was, it went pretty well until it didn't. He got hurt, and it, it had run its course. He was drafted by Indiana. Whatever, he left. Kevin Durant, it ran its course. He did not quit on OKC. Just because you're drafted by somebody doesn't mean you have to play your entire damn career there. It just doesn't. That, that's not how it works. It should not work like that. You could, you're entitled to go wherever you want, play with whomever you want, for whatever coach, for whatever front office, for whatever jersey. So, no, he did. I, I don't think Kevin Durant quit on the Nets. Now, the other question was, did he stand up for his guy, Kyrie Irving? I think that's a fair question. I think there's probably some truth to it. But here's my thing. Why would you stand up for Kyrie Irving? What on earth has he done to stand up for? Name one thing. I know off the court he does great. He's donating and helping put kids in school. That stuff's great. Awesome. Awesome. But as a basketball player? Really? I don't know. I, I, I mean, yes, I think he probably stood up a little for Kyrie. Well, wait, you guys aren't going to pay Kyrie. He's going to be gone? Oh, well, what am I doing here? Well, I don't know. You got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Joe Harris. You got a lot of trade pieces. I think the Nets could have been a decent team with KD, but that's not happening. So before I run through a couple of the other um, names of free agents that moved on Thursday, and by the way, my buddy Dan, who I will be going to a boxing class with later today, was stunned that Malik Monk left the Lakers for the Kings. The Kings gave Malik Monk 2-20. and 20. Lakers could not afford that. I mean, would I leave Los Angeles to go live in Sacramento for two years to make that kind of bread? Well, it's not really on the table for me, but $10 million a year to live in Sacramento for two years? I think the Kings are going to be good this year. I know I'm in the minority on that. I really do think they're... I, if you're looking for a season win total over, I, I would bet the Kings. It's early. We haven't seen numbers. Uh, we haven't seen the full team yet. But I just, I, I, I know it's not going to be popular. I like what they have. I, I'm bullish on Sabonis. You guys know I love Keegan Murray dating back to the draft. He is a rookie. We'll see. Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, Jeremy Lamb, serviceable off the bench. Terrence Davis, serviceable off the bench. They, you know, they're a little thin. If Sabonis goes down, they're really hurting. Um, Metu, the kid from UCLA, is not bad. 
as like a backup. Alex Len, you maybe steal some minutes. Trey Lyles, like they're thin at the center, but I like their wings. I think they're going to defend. I think they're going to. I mean, I don't know that they're a playoff team. I think they. I think the play-in is a realistic goal for the Sacramento Kings this year. But we're not going to talk about the Kings and Malik Monk just yet because I've got obviously some trade stuff on Kevin Durant. Number one, first and foremost, Kevin Durant turns 34 in September. I talked about the injuries earlier in the podcast. I think he's got one to two more years of prime basketball left, okay? Steph Curry just won a finals MVP. He doesn't have the injury history that Kevin Durant does. The body frame that Kevin Durant does. He just doesn't. And we know some of these tall, skinny guys, they've had some injuries later in their career. How are they going to bounce back? I mean, Kevin Durant, I I like him as a player a lot. I'll be honest. I'm not giving up the farm for Kevin Durant now. I know that everybody's trying to pump up his value and, uh, you know, the the, the Nets are thinking they're going to get the world for him. But I'll tell you right now, I don't see the Miami Heat giving up Bam Adebayo who I think turns 25 this month. I mean, you've got like seven years of prime Bam Adebayo left. He's an all-NBA guy. You got to the finals with him. You got to the Eastern Conference Finals game seven with him. I'm not giving up Bam Adebayo if I'm the Miami Heat for Kevin Durant for one to two years. When you got like seven years left to Bam Adebayo, who does a little bit of everything, and Kevin Durant kind of on the, I don't know if it, I don't want to say he's on the decline, but I'll just say he is not what he was in Golden State four years ago. He's just not. Surrounded by supreme talent. So if I'm Miami, I, uh, sure, you're interested in uh, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Max Struess, and like three first-round picks? Sure, take it. Now, if they're the Nets, are you doing that? I don't know. Tyler, can you build a team around Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero was... I don't know, second or third best player in the finals a couple years ago for the Heat? Jimmy Butler was first. I don't know if if, uh, if Tyler Hero was, was second or third, but he was very good. I mean, sixth man of the year. Like, can he, I think Tyler Hero, if he's the third best player on your team, you're in great shape. If he's the second, you know, you're probably battling for, the, your ceiling is probably conference finals. Right? I like Tyler Hero. Duncan Robinson, can you salvage something? I, I You know, we'll see. And then you get the picks. So what would you rather have? Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess. You know, he's, listen, Struess started, whatever. I, I'm not a huge fan. But they, they don't have a lot on that roster. There's not a lot of young guys on the Miami Heat. By the way, the Heat did lose P.J. Tucker, um, which which was instrumental, and we'll get to that shortly. But I, I, I just, I, there's really nothing else on the Heat that I, they're not giving up Jimmy Butler. You want to toss Kyle Lowry in? I don't think the Nets want Kyle Lowry. Like, what are you doing with that salary? Uh, they just don't have a lot of young guys on that team. Um, they kept Vic- Victor Oladipo. So what's a better deal? That Miami Heat one, no Butler, no Bam. I don't think there's they would want Kyle Lowry. He just he did not look like I don't want to say he's washed, but he doesn't look like a guy who would do much at 36 years old for the Nets. Um, I, I don't know. I, I hope that's not besmirching the name of Kyle Lowry, who's had a great Hall of Fame career. I just, I don't see it. Let me quickly take a a peek at his contract. But I just, I don't see what the Nets are doing for that. We should establish what the Nets want, which is obvious. They they want three things. Um, Kyle Lowry's deal. Oh, Kyle Lowry only has one more deal. One year, one more year left at 29 mil. So he's kind of an expiring. 
So that may be attractive to match salaries. Um, holy cow, Duncan Robinson's contract is actually not good. I guess I would do Hero and Lowry instead of Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Duncan Robinson has two more years, total of 37 mil, then a player option, which he's obviously taking. Um, so the, I think the offer Phoenix has is, is superior, right? First of all, stop with the Devin Booker. You're not getting Devin Booker in his prime for 34-year-old Kevin Durant. Devin Booker is 25 years old, turns 26 in October. Zero chance they're giving up Devin Booker. None. You would be getting Mikael Bridges, still in his prime, or maybe just entering his prime, and DeAndre Ayton. That's what you would be getting, and a pick or two. Now, I know what you're going to say. Those guys stink. I'll just remind you, in the finals two years ago, DeAndre Ayton was the second or third best player on the Suns. Now, I, I, don't, I, I, I would not want to personally pay DeAndre in the max deal. He's going to be looking for the max wherever, so that's going to be a big factor. I think the Nets would probably have to agree to some kind of deal, obviously, to take him because you don't want to take him and then have him not be interested in the new contract. So, Aiton could be problematic. Again, I'm going to keep coming back to it. I'm telling you guys, that, that video game story is not good. I, I'm not giving max money deal to a guy who's playing video games all hours of the friggin' night and like talking about it in stories and like, oh, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to play video games till two or three in the morning and then I'm going to wake up, eat breakfast, play some more video games, then I'll go to the facility. Like, I don't want that. I'm sorry, I'm not giving max money to a guy who's doing that. You can do that, DeAndre Ayton, sure, but I ain't paying you. So the offer from Phoenix, I think Bridges is a very good wing, Ayton is a very good center, and now if you're the Nets, I guess the next question is what are we doing with Ben Simmons. Can we build around Ben Simmons? This is what I would do, and I would get radical. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And remember, radical means try something new. You've got to get totally different. The Kyrie-Kevin Durant experiment was a colossal flop, one of the biggest we've seen in the NBA among super teams. I mean, guys, they didn't even get to a friggin' conference finals, okay? They barely ever played together. One of them's asking out. The other's about to be done. Think back for a moment to the 2018-2019 Nets. A fun story. 40, won 42 games with Kenny Atkinson. That was the guy Kyrie had fired. They went with... D'Angelo Russell, Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Alan Crabb, Jared Allen cobbled together a young, plucky team that tried really hard. I didn't know this was a thing, but my son says in Fortnite and some of these games, there's people who are called tryhards who are always just trying hard and they're kind of lame and annoying. That's what those Nets were. They tried hard. They got to the playoffs. They lost. They lost to the Sixers, I think, 4-1. But they made the play. It was a great story. They did it without a star. And you know what? They won 42 games. And maybe that was their ceiling. But the year after, they went to Kyrie KD, and it was all downhill from there. That being said, I get ultra radical if I'm the Brooklyn Nets. I say, Ben Simmons, obviously you're playing. You're not going anywhere. You are our point center. I make him the big. This is an experiment that they should have done in Philly. I would have said, 
oust Embiid because that was when he had his injuries. I was defending Ben Simmons. I, I would build around Ben Simmons. You get Ben Simmons. They're keeping Seth Curry. Sounds like they have Joe Harris back. I know his contract is not great. Patty Mills is staying. You surround him with shooters. Ben Simmons, Mikhail Bridges. You get these shooters. I, I think there could be something there. Could, are you going to make a deep playoff run? No. But you can't bottom out, as you guys know, because they don't have picks. They give up a billion picks for James Harden. I try an experiment where Ben Simmons is like my point center. I don't really do anything on the big man front. I just don't know that there's anything there. You got like Kessler Edwards. It sounds like Blake Griffin's going to land in one of the LA teams. You know, I, I don't, maybe Nick Claxton's your big guy and Ben Simmons is your point. But I would build around Ben Simmons. I know that, you know, people are down on him and he's people think he's garbage. This guy was a number one pick. He's still in his prime, assuming the back is fine. You know, I'm sure he's not thrilled about being there. He's turning 26 here in like a few weeks. He didn't play in a year. Maybe he is not this player that he once was. Maybe he's got a jump shot now. I don't know. Cam Thomas I like. But I would go for a middle tier of picks and a, a, a mix of picks and players. I don't know that you're going to get an all-star. I saw Portland just sign Anthony Simons to, uh, uh, to get $25 million a year. I mean, I know Dame would love Kevin Durant. Would you take Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, and some picks? Like, uh, does Portland do that? If they want to appease Damian Lillard, sure, maybe they do. But it's like, I just, I don't see a path to any other deals. Is, is, Dave, is Kevin Durant going to Portland and going to be like the seventh or eighth or ninth best team in the West for the next three years? Like, I don't see that. So you start looking around at teams and you're like, okay. Well, if you look at the young stars, and by young stars, I mean like Evan Mobley in Cleveland, who looks like a surfire star. LaMelo Ball in uh, Charlotte has some, has some big-time potential. Cade Cunningham, um, the, the, the rookie in Toronto from FSU, whose name I am temporarily spacing on just because the day was wacky and I've woken up a little shell-shocked. Scotty Barnes, right? Scotty Barnes has star potential. I don't think any of those teams are giving up the young star, and a boatload of picks for Kevin Durant. I, I just don't see that happening. I mean, I've heard a lot about, oh, Toronto, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Kevin Durant. Like, I mean, yeah, that's a good team, but is Kevin Durant going to Toronto for three years? He's going to want to play with somebody he's friends with. That's why Chris Paul and Phoenix makes the most sense. And I don't, I, I, I just absolutely don't hate the idea of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. That's one of the best teams in the league. I know people don't want to, Take eight, and well, you got to determine. DeAndre Aiden, I'm not paying you a max deal. Will you do a two plus one? And then you'll have another bite at the apple. Prove it. You got to prove it. I'm, if I'm the Nets, I'm not not bending over backwards. Now you got Aiden and Ben Simmons, though. You got two non-shooters. Not ideal. So, it, listen, it, it it's not going to be easy coming up with a deal for Kevin Durant. I mean, really, nothing's easy. But one will happen. Now, somebody mentioned to me, what about the Celtics? They came close to the title. Jalen Brown's values at sky high. Marcus Smart values sky high. I mean, are you messing with them? They were up 2-1 on the Warriors and led the fourth quarter of game four to, to put the series up 3-1. Like, that's a team that's close. Now, I know you say, well, you get Kevin Durant, you could take him. All right. Uh, maybe. I, I just, if I'm Boston, I, I feel like Brown and Tatum are young. Robert Williams is young, smart. None of those guys are even 30. What are you doing? 
Somebody mentioned to me, Golden State Warriors, what if they give up Wiseman and Kuminga? Bring back KD. There's no chance Kevin Durant's going back there. Come on. But his tail tucked between his legs? Come on. Like Minnesota, Anthony, um, what's his face? Anthony Edwards is not going, they're not trading him. Are you trading a guy who's like 20 years old and seemingly dominant? No way. And again, you're not getting like a young Kevin Durant, 34 with a lot of miles. I'll remind you guys, I think Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird were all done by the age of 34. 34 is old in, in, in the NBA. So maybe one or two more prime years. I, I just don't see it. Now, it, I did see an interesting thing. What if the Sixers, who just got P.J. Tucker, is there any way, and I, and I would say no, but is there any way they consider Tobias Harris a boatload of picks? I mean, is, is there any package that could possibly excite the Nets? I, I just think the proximity is too close. I don't see that happening. I can't. Some people were trying to pair Jokic and KD. I don't see Kevin Durant going to the Denver Nuggets. I think if Dallas would accept a trade for Kevin Durant, I think Kevin Durant has to seriously consider that. You want to talk about lengthening your career, you go somewhere where you're not the best player. You go to Dallas, where it's Luka's world, and you just spot up for threes and ISO when you need to. The problem is, I don't know that Dallas has a great, a great deal to offer for KD. Like, you could say, hey, we've got really... uh, By the way, Dallas lost Jalen Brunson, which we'll get to shortly. Dallas has some appealing pick-player combos, but they don't have a ton of picks. The Knicks have one of their picks in the uh, Porzingis deal. So it's like, how does does Josh Green, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Reggie Bullock's good deal, or Dorian Finney-Smith? Yeah, he's got a bit of a longer deal. But, like, does any of that appeal to... I, I don't know. I feel like... Phoenix with Bridges. I think Bridges is probably the top end that they can get of any player. Now, I could be wrong. I mean, if Bam Adebayo, if Miami's willing to part with him, and I don't think they are, I think that's the best you can get. I think if you're Chicago, can you put together a package of, hey, uh, we're, we're willing to go Zach Levine and, you know, uh, Patrick Williams, and, and we'll bring on, uh, for K- and picks, obviously, for, for Kevin Durant. Then you've got Lonzo, DeMar DeRozan, KD, Nick Vucicic, Alex Caruso, Kobe White. I like the young kid, Dale and Terry. Like, is there anything there? I I mean, I guess Chicago, but again, the three things you're going to have to remember, market are going to matter big time for Kevin Durant. I know people are still yelling, but Jay, he's got four years left on his deal. Why do they have to trade him? Because that's how the NBA works, guys. (laughs) You can't have a disgruntled Kevin Durant who's saying, I'm not going to play the year. I'm sitting out. Don't pay me. Like, he's not going to do that and jeopardize uh, where he is in his career right now. He's just not doing that. So, ultimately, they've got to trade him. Market matters. What the next get in return matter. And, folks, this is just super, super fun. Like, the next... This is going to be an exciting holiday weekend faux show. Um I guess if, if there's a sleeper team out there, I had, I think Dallas is a sleeper, sleeper team. I think Toronto's still in the mix. I mentioned this earlier in the week. The Washington Wizards, you just gave Bradley Beal one of the most insane contracts I can remember. Bradley Beal, a, a very good shooting guard in the league, not a top 10 player. Bradley Beal, I, I, I'm just going to remind you guys real quick. Bradley Beal has been to a grand total of three All-Star games in his career. He has been all NBA third team once. 
He got five years, $251 million. When Bradley Beal's 35 years old, his NBA contract is going to be $57 million. Like, can you even wrap your head around that? Bradley Beal. NBA money is funny money. But is there any way Washington can say, listen, we'll give you our first-round pick, Johnny Davis. Uh, you want Kuzma. You can have Porzingis. You can have anybody on our roster except for Bradley Beal and picks. We'll do it. You give that a shot. I mean, that would, Durant would stay in the East, but are Durant and Beal getting you anywhere? That's it? I, 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 uh, I don't know. Beal, Beal's a soldier. I like him. I just don't see it. I, I, I mean, I can't see that happening. So it's going to be a fun, exciting weekend. A quick buzz through some of the deals that have gone through. I, I, I think the Sixers were a big winner, guys. I'm bullish on them. I think you need to probably bet the Sixers. I saw them plus 1,700 right before free agency. Let's see what it is when the dust settles. James Harden, underplayed story because of Kevin Durant. James Harden's taking less money. Looks like he was on the line for like 47 million or whatever. Looks like he's going to end up getting about 35 mil. Major haircut for Harden, which is good. I mean, listen, you want to endure yourself to Sixers fans, take less money. It enabled them to get Daniel House, who again is not great, but he's a rotational guy. Remember they got Melton uh, at the at the draft. They got P.J. Tucker for three years and $33 million. It's funny. Joel Embiid raved about him when the Heat pushed him around in the playoffs. And then they go out and get P.J. Tucker. Three years, $33 million. They've got, um, who else? They got Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. I mean, is there enough shooting with a Tucker, uh, Embiid, Harden? I think they'll be okay. Is there enough defense? You know, they probably need to rotate in Thibel and Melton. This is a good this is a good Sixers team. I've been very critical of the Sixers. I've been extremely critical of Joel Embiid. I think there's some value in them to win the championship. I'm just, it's early. There's a lot of dust left to be settled. Um, the other thing, Jokic got a 5-264. Um, Bobby Portis got 4 and 49 million. Four years, $49 million from the Bucks. Mo Bamba, who we talked about, Rob G, devastated that Mo Bamba's staying in Orlando, two years, $21 million. Nick Batum staying with the Clippers, two years, $22 million. Ty- Tyus Jones, who I thought could, could be a starter somewhere, is not going to be a starter anywhere. Staying in Memphis, two years, $30 million. That's a good signing because, again, John Morant's always hurt. And some people will say, well, what, is, there a, is there a Memphis deal to get Ja and Kevin Durant together? Well, maybe. Except Jaron Jackson, who would have to been in the deal, maybe Jackson, uh, Desmond Bain, and some picks could have got the deal done. Jaron Jackson had to have major surgery, and he's out for six months. He's probably out until the All-Star break. And I feel bad. Listen, I'm not going to say how I know, but I know somebody close to Jaron Jackson, okay? His foot surgery is, 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 he is he's devastated. And the worst part about it is he's actually looking on social media. And they are crushing him in Memphis because he is always hurt. And I, I just want, I hope Jaron he- Jackson's head is in the right space because he's getting buried by Memphis fans. And I know somebody close to him and they're like, I, I told him, you, you, you're making a lot of money. You're on a good team. You're on the uptick. Why are you looking at these idiots on Twitter? Who cares? And I hope Jaron Jackson listens because those guys don't know anything. And a Jackson Bain picks for Kevin Durant would have made Memphis spicy. I don't see that happening now that he's out until the All-Star break. Those were some of the bigger moves. Um, I think we're going to save the Lakers for next week because <laughs> the Lakers haven't done jack squat. And I played pickup ball on Thursday. 
and I was talking to somebody who's kind of connected with some agents, and I was like, why, why are the Lakers so quiet? I mean, they got Lonnie Walker, a decent player. He could be their next Caruso. Picked him up from the Spurs on the cheap. And, like, why aren't the Lakers getting anybody? And they said, well, people know that LeBron has two years left there. And then he wants to go play with his son. So, like, are you going to get locked in long-term to the Lakers if you know LeBron is out of there? For sure. And I was like, well, that's an interesting point. I mean, two, Mo Bamba took two, two for 21 in Orlando. Why not take two for 21 with the Lakers? I mean, the Lakers, I don't think, could have afforded that. That was outside of their purview. They got Damian Jones. Woo! Damian Jones. You probably remember him or not from Vanderbilt. 6'11". He was a first-round pick by the Warriors. He has bounced around the league, and he will be coming off the bench. I, he was in Sacramento. I don't think you knew that because he wasn't doing anything. Bottom line, Lakers have not really done much. It's a little disappointing. I'm hopeful that here early this morning or midday, the Lakers are able to get somebody because right now it, it's it's looking bleak for the Lakers. Just not a lot happening on the free agent front and – uh you know, LeBron, I'm just telling you, I, I'd do anything but Kyrie Irving. If you're telling me that you can move Russell Westbrook and get a package of, led by Buddy Heald, give me that. I just, I, I don't want Kyrie Irving, guys. All right, head off into the holiday weekend. There's a long one. I'm very, very pumped for the long break. We will be back on Monday. I did an in, I'm going to be doing an interview um, today, or maybe tomorrow, for... Uh, Monday's podcast is an actor. I'm not going to tell you any more than that, but it will be a good one, I promise you. Obviously, we'll do all the free agency recap. Have a safe July 4th. We'll talk to you Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.